Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie right side here on this Friday morning. A lot to get to, DRS. How you feeling? Ah, feeling good. A football Friday today because we've got five NFL preseason games on deck. It feels good. I'm energized. I'm ready for the weekend. Let's get it started. There's a lot of NFL to get to, not just previewing today's games or tonight's games and some of the weekend action, but big-time headlines. And also a little bit of look at what happened last night in the preseason, including the Baltimore Ravens streak continuing. 21 consecutive, 21 consecutive preseason victories for this football team, 23-10. to 10. They cover as well with the game going over the listed total. There you go, thumping again. And this is one of these teams here, Kevin, we talk about in the preseason, the Ravens, where if you had like a pick em pool, the rules would be, all right, you can't pick the Ravens. Everybody else, though, is available hmm. in your pick em pool because all they do is win in the preseason. There's something about the Ravens and playing. If there's a scoreboard, they want to win. Certainly so. Uh, I will say Malik Willis on the other side of the field did catch some eyes, including a rushing touchdown, 5 for 38 on the ground for the rookie quarterback. We'll take a look at the offensive rookie of the year odds. Is there a world where Malik Willis is worth consideration? In the second game of the night, the Giants walked it off at the gun. They do not cover the number, though, as a full field goal road favorite, only winning 23-21. Another over on the board, which where you, including the Hall of Fame game, have now seen overs checking at 3-0 and during this preseason. Yeah, how about that, too? Zappy threw 32 times in that game, 205 yards and one touchdown, but another over hits the board. I, mm -hmm. Good win by the Giants. I mean, come on, it's still the preseason, but maybe mm -hmm. this is the start of something great in the Brian Dable era. Yeah, Dable out there beating Bill Belichick, being able to beat his chest maybe yep. a little bit and say, that's right, uh -huh. I got the job done. We'll see if that really materializes into much. Now, we had some games and we had some news. Tom Brady is taking a break, stepping away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for personal reasons. At first, this seemed maybe a little worrisome there, but there was a hard date put on it. He'll be back after the Tampa Bay Bucks preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. Usually, a random personal matter doesn't come with an exact return date, Donnie. It appears this is something that they have been planning and we've seen now described as 
more pointing towards keeping a work-life balance for Tom Brady. Yeah, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later in the show, but this is this story is not getting enough news from me, Kevin. It's really not, because let's think about what's taking place here. Brady, in the middle of training camp, installation processes, getting ready to possibly win a Super Bowl in 2022, is like, you know what? Two-week vacation to round up the family, go to, I don't know, Aruba, Jamaica, somewhere? My goodness. Bahama, come on, pretty Say, mama. Yeah. Uh, he'll I be back after the August 20th game against the Titans there. So a nice little 10-dayer for Tom Brady. We'll talk about the implications, the why, and uh, what does this really mean for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's one quarterback story. The other quarterback story, the Browns, again, are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. This kind of captures maybe... All of the major stories, it feels like, in the NFL. The radio audience is here on a Friday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie right side, the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. When you see that the Browns will consider Jimmy Garoppolo, what's your biggest takeaway? Yeah, everybody's going to consider Jimmy Garoppolo once he's cut from the San Francisco 49ers and you can pick him up for the veteran minimum. I love how this is like earth-shattering news coming across the wire. Like, whoa, Cleveland might be in on it. Why wouldn't anybody be in getting a solid backup quarterback for basically nothing? Everybody should be in on Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, so you mean it's not going to be a first-round pick finally (laughs) traded there for Jimmy G. What a stunner. I wonder if this has any implications towards Watson. We'll talk a little bit about him today uh, as well from a news perspective and then previewing that Cleveland debut. And also, how about the Jets? They lose Makai Becton and possibly upgrade at tackle, signing Dwayne Brown to a two-year, $22 million contract, a multi-time pro bowler out there and available in August, which for me begs the question, why was he available in August? Nobody knows, but apparently, Kevin, as you, if you have a kid, it's like, hey, man, teach him how to bat lefty and throw lefty because he'll be able to pitch in Major League Baseball for 20 years, even if he can't get anybody out just because he's a lefty. Maybe it's the same thing with left tackle in the NFL. Teach your kid to play left tackle. He will always have a very lucrative job, apparently, here. Although, apparently not before the Becton injury. That's the part that I'm still a little confused by. But nevertheless, he does land out there in New York. Last year, the Field of Dreams game was the top story. It was unbelievable. This year, just made the cut. But the Cubs did win the Field of Dreams game 4-2. to two. Drew Smiley got the victory. Struck out nine Cincinnati Reds. How about it, Don, in the Field of Dreams game? Now, am I the only one who did this? Tuned into the baseball game because I love the atmosphere. Watch the Griffies come out of the cornfield. Ken throws it to his dad. Dad drops the baseball. Perfect night for DRS right there. Did anybody else catch that? (laughs) Or is it just me? Come on. Had to be just you. No home runs this year uh, in this game. Last year, there were eight home runs. Uh, And an NBA story, they're going to retire the number six across the NBA for Bill Russell. We're talking some NFL preseason recaps next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last night we had two games in the NFL preseason, two overs, a pair of favorites winning, but one cover from a dog and a loss. We had a bit of everything it felt like on this board, but one thing that felt certain is that the Ravens would win, and they did just that. 21 consecutive preseason victories for the Baltimore Ravens. In that run, they have covered 18 of the 21 games usually betting preseason is something that not everybody does. And those that do probably feel like it is a bit of an uphill battle, sifting through who will play, who is going to be out. But the Ravens add comfortability because this has been a group that for years now, a half decade, that when it comes to preseason football, you can trust. You can trust this football team because they care about winning. And it's not so much as, Kevin, what they're going to do on the football field, right? Because if the coaching staff beats into you during the week, we got to win this game, we got to win this game, most organizations are saying, let's get a look at players. It doesn't matter so much if we win the game, but just if we get some guys on tape in certain situations, that's how we're going to evaluate. But if you look yesterday, and what we talk about with the Bravens, you go over typically in the preseason, it's number one, Kevin, does a coach actually want to win the game? Do they have a great preseason record, a bad preseason record? It looks like they don't care what happens, but also the quarterback depth chart. I told you, they have a perfect, talk about the Ravens here, a perfect preseason depth chart. Take a look at this. Anthony Brown, 10 of 15. Tyler Huntley, 16 of 18. And then Brett Huntley, 2 of 2. So it wasn't even about the passing. It's the mobile quarterback that can play, make plays off schedule while running the football. That's exactly what he got yesterday. Their quarterback rating combined a 108.1 yesterday compared to Tennessee's at a 50.8. Now, it was pretty impressed there with Malik Willis. Not so much with the way, you know, 6 of 11 passing, no touchdowns. I don't even care about that. Sometimes it's just how the kid looks on the field and if he belongs. Look like physically he belonged on that football field yesterday. You certainly did. And really where the Ravens won this game wasn't the offensive side of it. It was the defensive side of the ball. A second-half shutout, three total turnovers, including two picks of Logan Woodside, their defensive rookie of the year candidate, and Kyle Hamilton in the mix as well. Certainly someone that I know in that race is considered live and a very, very viable option. But when we're talking about rookie of the year races, it you do turn towards Malik Willis. See, here is the interesting thing about Ryan Tannehill. 
This guy quarterbacked the number one seed in the AFC last year. Typically, that would leave you with a world of job security, you would think. At least you, you wouldn't be on shaky terms. But I don't think that's the case for Ryan Tannehill. Go back and think about how people view Tannehill from that end of the Cincinnati game, where he was 15 of 24, one touchdown and three interceptions, finishing with only 220 yards passing. That game where they lost by three and only scored 16 points coming off of a bye at home is where I think things shifted against Tannehill. We wondered if this team would get in the, the mix for any big quarterback trades, right? We tried to say, like, Rodgers, if you're going to force your way out, a team like Tennessee maybe could be a fantastic landing spot. I say all of that to say this. If you look at the Tennessee Titans' first five games of their schedule, home against the Giants at Buffalo, home versus the Raiders, and then at the Colts and at the Commanders, and then they hit an early bye week in week number six. If we're looking at a struggling Tennessee Titans team and more specifically a struggling Ryan Tannehill, I do think this team will be giving Malik Willis consideration. And if he gets 12 starts under center, that's your favorite for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, it's, it's a good angle that you have. I don't think it's going to take place because, quite frankly, they've been telling you he's not ready to play football yet. We're not going to rush this. Ryan Tannehill is our guy. But at the same time, I mean, the NFL is all about results. And if you have a fan base that knows you have an exciting young talent on the bench and your starter is not performing, it's no surprise that everybody wants to be the backup quarterback. Everybody loves the backup quarterback until he actually has to get into the game and win a football game for your team. It's a solid offensive line that they have. We'll see about the weapons at wide receiver if they improve. But if you are a rookie, you know what the nice thing to have happen is? Get one of the best running backs in football behind you that can carry that load because he is athletic. And you could do a lot of things on a ground game similar to what you see with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, not to say that he's going to be the athlete that Lamar Jackson is, but you saw some tendencies yesterday, a big arm and a big body back there that could really get around and throw the football. It was kind of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. So it is rather interesting that you would say, all right, well, if your quarterback does struggle, he might be put in there. I think we're a little bit ways off from that, but a pretty good showing by Malik Wellis nonetheless yesterday. The thing is, people in Tennessee are tired of Tannehill. Even though he has largely been good for this football team, at a moment's notice, they will turn and look towards a Malik Willis because he's an exciting football player as well. And not every team says the right thing until it's not the right thing. Look, we're going off Mike Vrabel's word. Tell me what your projections for A.J. Brown in Tennessee are this year. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's not there. Despite the fact that, what, 24 hours before... A.J. Brown was traded. He said, we're going to pay A.J. Brown. He's going to be a part of this organization for a long time. So all of the right things will always be said. But things change. And a couple of results in that loss column, especially if you look at that early schedule, I do think you will see some change come in Tennessee, maybe quicker than some would anticipate here. Look, game number two on the board, the Pats and the Giants, 23-21, you didn't have anything major, I thought, from this game that jumped off the board like a Malik Willis performance there. Daniel Jones versus Tyrod Taylor. I don't think we're at the point now where we're drumming up quarterback controversy in this camp. But Dable gets a win. More specifically, the Giants get a win. And I think you are looking at a very legitimate Coach of the Year candidate if the Giants are a winning team. To me, Dable is in the same spot that we are in when we talk about Dan Campbell. 
Yes, I think that he's going to be an upgrade for the New York Giants, but how am I taking Brian Dable as a serious contender when I don't view the Giants as a group that's going to be able to play 500 football? Exactly, and we bring up some of those topics where you say to yourself, Kevin, right, well, if you get to be coach of the year, it's usually the bad football team that overachieves you get the most looks. Now, when we talk about that, that doesn't mean extending your team from like four wins to six wins. That doesn't get it done. That means you're expected to be third or fourth in your division. You wind up winning that division. That's how it's done. And the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles are a lot more talented than the New York Giants and also Daniel Jones, are we going to have like a massive year here? Throws 30 touchdown passes, six interceptions, and on the way you go. I just don't see that. Even watching last night, you remind yourself that it's still Daniel Jones out here holding the football and taking sacks. I don't have a lot of upside here on the New York Giants season, but it is interesting if you're looking at that coach of the year market. Does Tyrod Taylor do it for you? Probably not. Davis Webb? I don't think so. It's more of a look-see evaluation year for Brian Dable and the New York Giants. But if they do have an over 500 record and compete in the NFC East, he'll get some votes. But in order for him to win it, he's probably got to win the division, though, and I don't think that's possible. It's possible. It just requires a lot. And it's nowhere, again, for a guy that is a co-favorite in the market, that is not something that is viewed as likely. Let me ask you this, though. Belichick's 30-1. to 1. If you had to make a bet between either Dable or Belichick, now, look, if you take a look for the Patriots, this is not a group that's favored to win their division. They've got the third-best odds right now in the AFC East. Better bet for Coach of the Year right now for you, Belichick or Dable? You'll be Belichick because, I mean, if it turns out where the Patriots have a decent season and make the playoffs, you wouldn't be surprised by that. And that's probably on the backs of Bill Belichick. And maybe gets even more credit this year for saying, I'm going to go without coordinators, which is ridiculous as is. But maybe, we know it works, right? That guy's a genius. They went 12-5 and five this year without coordinators. And, you know, that's a new wave in the NFL. Nobody should have coordinators anymore. Boy, he's the best coach I've ever seen. And he's the coach of the year. That's what I would think. Dable, again, unless he wins the NFC East, he's not getting – He's not getting any votes from my my side of it here if I did have a vote. The thing is, say Dable wins the AFC East at 10-7, and seven, consideration. Belichick was 10-7 and seven last year. He's going to have to be the, what, the one seed in the AFC. Tougher mountain to climb, I think, for Bill Belichick. More NFL news is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. A lot of big news in the NFL yesterday. Probably the biggest, though, is eh, it depends who you are. But certainly something that caught my attention, and I, I know yours as well, Donnie, was Tom Brady's mm-hmm. break from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Ian Rappaport uh, report uh, was that Brady was not at practice today for personal and non-football reasons. And that Coach Todd Bowles said that he would be able to discuss that later. Uh, proceeded to tell everybody that this is something the team knew was coming. And that Tom Brady would be back after the August 20th preseason, week two preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. This all felt a little off when you saw it there. So, because when you see personal, non-football related issues... You start to worry a little bit. This sounds sudden. Is everything okay? Could this be family-related there? But then the fact that it came with a return date was a little bizarre. It's not really often where you are met with a random circumstance but can immediately tell people when you'll be back. Ian Rappaport went on to say and tell Pat McAfee, the Pat McAfee Show, which you can catch here on SportsGrid, that this is more so something about Tom Brady finding a work-life balance. So probably in summary, Donnie, is it fair for us to say that Tom Brady is just taking himself a little vacation before this season begins? I got to tell you, and if anybody doesn't listen into the afternoon here at Sirius XM 159, where we do our maybe the highest rated show in the history of radio called Moneyline, it's wonderful stuff. The news came down, and I said, we said, you know what, let's be light on this, because you can't just jump into a topic like this and try to be all callous. Be like, I can't believe he's leaving, because maybe there was a medical issue in the family. Maybe his parents, and again, he's at that age where his parents are getting older. Maybe something happened, or he said, you know what? You know, I just got a phone call here. I need to handle this away. Let me take some time. Let me clear my head and let me come back to the game so I can, you know, have my peace here. So we danced around it for a little bit. And then we saw that clip from the Pat McAfee show. And it basically said, hey, guys, there's no alarm at home. There's no medical emergencies. He's just going to balance his work life and his home life together, which immediately just struck us right away as this guy just took a vacation in the middle of training camp. And it's like, got a little bit of play for it, and then it sort of got dis- dissipates. And I said, I said, no, I'm not going to let this go. The best football player of all time in the middle of training camp said, I need two weeks off for vacation, to relax, to golf, to come up with another, you know, <laughs> bathing suit for one of his Tom Brady lines. I can't get over this and how this isn't a bigger story. Because I cannot believe, Kevin, that in order to come back to the Buccaneers, this was pre-planned saying, hey, you know what? I work hard. This is like my 20th training camp. What do you say I come in, run the first team for a couple weeks, and then bounce for two weeks, and then just reappear? And everybody says, like, hey, it's Tom Brady could do what he wants. He'll come back and be sharp. I get that. 
But that's not what the concept of a team is. So if your teammates are like, the guy really just took a two-week vacation while we're out here sweating in this Tampa Bay heat and says he'll be back later. Kevin, am I not reading enough into this where maybe it's one of those things where he came two days before, sat down with Todd Bowles, the GM or the front office of the owner, and said, you know what? The love for the game is not here right now for me. Let me go away for about a week and have spend time with my family, talk it over, and make sure this is right. Because I can't come into week one, Kevin, half-assing this entire situation where I don't love it. I'm just trying to get through the season. Let me clear my head and make sure this is correct. Because there's no way Tom Brady in May called the Buccaneers and goes, man, you know what? I had a cruise credit from COVID, but we have to use it before the month of August is up. What do you say I get away for two weeks and take a carnival cruise all over to the Caribbean? That can't be the case, Kevin. There has to be more, something more to this. The thing is, Ian Rappaport said that this is something the Bucs knew for weeks, maybe even in months. Let's have everybody out there listen to Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee Show, which, again, you can catch here on SportsGrid when asked about his understanding of this situation. Take a listen. The thing I understand about this, it, it was planned. No one is worried. Uh, he's fine. It's not... To my knowledge, it is not a medical emergency related to him or I believe anyone close to him. I was told everything is okay. The best description I got about this was that it is important to find a work-life balance. Uh, kind of like we were just talking about. Not saying I'm like the greatest quarterback of all time, but I'm just saying finding a work-life balance is extremely important. Brady has been doing this for 23 years. He knows the scheme as well as anyone. He wasn't going to play in those two games anyway. So he steps aside to, it sounds like, do some actual personal. Here is the thing as you, as you hear Rappaport there, Donnie. This is not, to me, sudden or meant to be something that is sounding alarms for the Bucks front office. Because I think they knew that this was coming. Right? Ah, he wasn't going to play in these games anyway. Let's not worry about it. I think... You hit, though, on something a, a little more interesting of, is there any world where a couple of these guys in the locker room, your Mike Evans of the world, or hold on a minute now, two weeks away? Really? <laughs> Ten days? I don't know. Have I, have I not earned that same thing? And you might say, oh, Mike Evans is comparing himself to Tom Brady. That's how this stuff works, though. Whether you think he should or not, people do that. Do you think? Because... It feels like everybody is aware that this is a vacation, but nobody wants to label it that. Do you think this can upset some folks in Tampa Bay? I don't know if it upsets folks, but, but let's get back to the crux of the argument, too, and this is how we'll build into it. Tom Brady hasn't been in training camp, Kevin, for four months. They showed up like a week and a half ago to training camp to get everything underway full go. This isn't like, oh, man, I really miss my family. Can you guys make sure I get away here? And they're not away at training camp, Kevin. They didn't go to Oxnard, California, like the Dallas Cowboys do, and you can't bring your family with you. I assume he goes home, Kevin, to his family every night after training camp here. So what am I led to believe where he's been at camp practicing for two weeks and he can't bear to stand that he's going to be away from his family? So let's take it to the 10th degree here, Kevin. November comes along. Whew, been a grueling season. Just spoke to GM Jason Licht. I've had a good talk. I'll be back in two weeks. Where does this end? 
You're telling me he needed a break, Kevin, after two weeks of practice in the summer when he's already at home and living at home, but he doesn't need a break through the rest of August, September, October, November, December, January, and possibly February into a Super Bowl? Something doesn't add up here. I can't imagine that he said, all right, man, I'm going to really need a break. These week and a half where we only have one practice a day that's only for about an hour and a half a day and nobody hits is so grueling, Kevin, that I got to take a vacation. This doesn't add up to me. I think it adds up more than you think because I think you're looking at it through the wrong lens. I don't think Tom needs the break. He probably doesn't even want it. Brady retired this offseason. Something that very publicly his wife has been asking him to do. And then Brady went back on that retirement and did so pretty quickly, by the way, because he wanted to make sure that all impending free agents knew that he would be back in Tampa Bay to give themselves the best chance to have a Super Bowl contending roster. I don't think this is for Tom. I don't think Tom is tired. I think that Tom is just making sure that everything is okay at home. That's honestly what this is. Not to try and air out Brady's personal life or start to, you know, wonder about the strength of a relationship there. But again, his wife's desire for him to stop playing football has been going on. I I mean, he was in New England, certainly, while that was happening. I mean, it's been going on for a while for that situation there. So I think, and that's why they said that this isn't a surprise, it wouldn't surprise me that the initial negotiation was between Tom Brady and Giselle. And it was them figuring out under what terms Tom could come back to play in the NFL. And he put that forward to them. Because, Donnie, here's the thing. Brady could have told them, yeah, I will be in uh, zero practices and I'll show up week one. The Bucks would have said, no problem. Thanks for coming back. We were going to start Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. But he just had six months off with his family. He couldn't be away for two weeks. And when I say be away, working a nine-to-five job where you're home by dinner probably late night because you're not actually scheming right now in training camp. It's just getting the body through the process. The hours get extended in the regular season because you're actually looking at game film and game tape of the next week's opponent here. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. He just came off being with his family, probably went on 10 vacations. And then all of a sudden, he needs a new, another vacation you know two what weeks into training camp. I just you know can't get is? around. Though. Like, and, and is Giselle yeah. going to be angry in September and October? I don't know. Possibly. But you know what I think? My, I mean this honestly, too. You don't understand vacation at all. So no. I think that might be a block for you. I mean this very honestly. I think that might be a block for you. The vacation, when you still see people at the end of a work day, that is not vacation, right? Kids going to go ramp it up at school. It's just time away, isolated, not on the phone, worrying about football or anything else of the nature. There is a really big difference between being home after a day of practice, sore, tired, and uninterested in doing really much of anything there. At some point, we'll get Don to take a couple of days off, although considering that the football season is about to ramp up, Donnie, this is the perfect time. We'll see you back here on August 21st. I think it'll be perfect. Mm. More NFL headlines next year on Sports 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on Sports Grid, we continue to look at a ton of NFL news that is pouring in as we get closer and closer to this season. And we've got a really interesting pair of reports involving the Cleveland Browns. I'll start with this. The AP has reported that Watson is willing to accept an eight-game suspension plus a $5 million fine. Now, the expectation for me is that the NFL is going to go, Cool, thanks, uh, moving on, to that offer up from Deshaun Watson. But it does at least remind us that these two sides could settle and avoid a you know final destination, if you will, uh, from the NFL side of this and make it seem as if the two parties have worked together. Watson offering up a little more... Eh, more, I won't say a little more, more than what's currently being levied there. What was your takeaway? I think it was ridiculous. And I can't even believe that that actually leaked out of the Browns camp, or should I say out of Deshaun Watson's camp, where it's like, all right, six games, you don't think that was enough. How about half the season? I'll come up with five million bucks and we'll meet halfway. So Deshaun Watson and your camp, why didn't you say 10 million bucks and no game suspension at this point? Because you know how this would have worked out, right, for the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson? How about this move? You ready for this one? All right, Deshaun Watson, uh, suspension, $5 million, eight games, and at the end of the year, you have a clause in your contract where the Browns put in. Uh, if you play this year, you get an extra $5 million bonus. So there, in effect, he didn't get any penalties here. Remember what, like, Robert Kraft will do with Bill Belichick? Oh, he spotted the Super Bowl, cost us draft picks and millions of dollars. I'm just going to give that back to you at the end of the year. Thanks for being my coach, and uh, no harm, no foul at this point. Ridiculous stuff. It's... And the optics, again, are terrible. I love the fact that his camp brought monetary finances into this as if it matters. Sure, you have enough money to pay off all the women that were suing you, and that's all fine and good. You have plenty left over in the bank where you're trying to buy your way out of games. It's the principle that dips into it. It's the games the NFL wants. The NFL doesn't want to see you on the field. Otherwise, they would have came to you first and said, Kevin, 
How about this? How about we just fine you $50 million and we don't press any charges, you don't miss any games? They would have just done that if it was about monetary. But seeing you on the field week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight right now in the NFL is the true issue. But I love the fact that he's not, he didn't do anything wrong. What's the big deal here? And all of a sudden he's going to accept eight games and five million bucks. Hey, Deshaun, I thought he didn't do anything wrong. The, the interesting thing is, if memory serves, the NFL's low point that they were going to be willing to take from Judge Robinson was 12 games and $8 million. So if you're Watson, is this an initial starting point and you hope to land back at that 12 games, $8 million? Because let's be honest here. That's a win for him and the Cleveland Browns. 12 games and $8 million bucks. To be honest with you, what Watson should do is say, our bad about, you know, our bad about messing with the contract so all of the money that, you know, I'm going to be lost due to games missed is inconsequential. Here's 20 million bucks. I miss half the year, and I'm back out there. I bet you the NFL would say yes. I bet he'd say yes. But again, Watson right now is continuing to protect the coin, and it's probably going to lead to a one-year suspension. Certainly longer, though, than those six games. And if Watson is suspended for a year, then maybe the Browns aren't okay with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback from the beginning to the end. The report is out once again that the Browns are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo when he's cut, of course, because we've been right the entire time. Nobody's going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million to be their quarterback. Everybody but Jimmy G, his agent, and the Niners are aware of that, but that's okay. Nevertheless, interest there from Cleveland and potentially bringing in Jimmy G to back up Brissett, take the job from Brissett. What are the circumstances here of this for you? It looks like, you know, we're in a, way, a holding pattern. And the first holding pattern is the San Francisco 49ers actually admitting to themselves that Jimmy's not worth a single draft pick on the open market at this point. They let him go. Thanks for being a good quarterback for us. You brought us to a Super Bowl. But we have a good young kid in town now. He's ready to take the reins. But if we're looking from a Cleveland perspective, they're waiting on the definitive answer on Deshaun Watson. Because I'm sure they've thought months and months in advance of when the suspension is coming down and how they can do it. Now they're playing the card of, that's why we got for set, Kevin. This is exactly why we got him. We're not looking around that year. Yes, they absolutely are. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo shakes free, let's just say next week he can get into some training camp. He can be at least fluid with the playbook by week one. Not to say that he would come over to Cleveland and be a week one starter. I don't think that's the case. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett in that instance. But you would be foolish of an NFL franchise to say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is out here, but we settled on Jacoby Brissett. No, you didn't. Jacoby Brissett isn't a good football player. He's an average quarterback that can hand it off. And if you need a spot in a pinch, he's played in the games, in NFL games before, and you can use that. But if Jimmy Garoppolo shakes free, you could bring him in. And by week two, let's say, Kevin, you lost already week one to the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield. Jimmy Garoppolo is your best option. So for Cleveland to come out and say, hey, you know what? We'd look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely, you're going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo because he's a better option than what you would have if Deshaun Watson is suspended for 12-plus games. What's surprising to me, though, is you know, the watson Brissett moves kind of were felt like one of the same, right? They brought Watson in, and they knew that, that he was very unlikely to be their quarterback for a full season, so they brought Jacoby Brissett in immediately. The panic point that they have to run to Jimmy G is not something that I'm necessarily there on. 
I think it's going to depend on the length of the games here. Let's say the NFL accepted Watson's offer. They won't. And it's eight games. I don't think they're all that worried about bringing Jimmy G in. Because, again, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to have been the quarterback for at least the first three weeks of football, if not more. At that point, you're probably just going to ride out the Jacoby Brissett string. What I'm also really interested in, though, again, is what the priority for Garoppolo is going to be upon his inevitable release. Is it the idea that he can compete against Brissett in Cleveland? Does he want to be a backup with the Kansas City or a Buffalo type? Does he want to go to Texas or, you know, and sign with the Texans in Houston and potentially try and push Davis Mills around or the Seattle situation? Does he think that there's an opportunity to back up Matthew Stafford and that shaky elbow? That's kind of the, the, the thing for me is we should be so much. De- In fact, Garoppolo should already be on his new team, but there has been a lot of stubbornness going around the room, and it's led us to this point in time. Uh, how about, though, uh, the Jets here signing Dwayne Brown? A two-year, $22 million contract. Yesterday, a little funny. Uh, you and I are on radio, and we came back. I said, whoa, 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 you're skipping some breaking NFL news. And you are like, no, I'm not. What am I missing? And your mind starts racing. I can tell Watson suspension news has to be maybe an update on Tom Brady's vacation. We're finding out what tropical island he's going to be going to. But instead, it was Dwayne Brown being signed by the Jets. A move that, all right, I, I, I guess. And then the two-year $22 million contract came out. It's a good move for the Jets. I don't think there's really any way around it. But really, my biggest takeaway is why, I get it, he's old, who cares? How is a $10 million range NFL tackle available this close to the beginning of the season? I mean, who was on speed dial here? Dwayne Brown, uh, maybe, you know, Jason Peters from Philadelphia Eagles fame. Sure. Chicago Bears, and he'll play three downs and then sit it out the rest of the game, but still be able to get $10 million a year. That's what the going rate for is. Like, if you're going to be a starter and you need to protect the backside of your quarterback, you're going to get money. But you're right. It almost seems like it was, oh, we lost a star left tackle. Most NFL teams have to scramble just to get a fifth-round draft pick from 2020 that got cut from, like, the Dallas Cowboys, and you say, okay, I hope this guy works out. But I love the fact that this guy was on the streets, and we joked about it, right? We talked, hey, but there's breaking news coming up. What, Dwayne Brown got signed? Just your average run-of-the-mill lineman at this point here? And then you saw moments later, like, yeah, this wasn't a, hey, let's get a look-see in camp. How about if you come in and we'll pay you like a million dollars and maybe a bonus for each start that you have in the 2022 season? No. They're like, hey, how about two years, 20 million bucks? You're going to average of $10 million plus a year, probably with incentives. That's pretty crazy for a guy coming right off the street. And you have a big deal here. This is a left tackle, Kevin. Maybe the most important position on your offense when you have a quarterback that's right-handed. It's pretty impressive here that he got that money coming off the streets. And I, quite frankly, I don't even think he's that good at this point. Well, here's the thing. Pro football focus last year, Dwayne Brown finished 37th out of 83 rated tackles. That puts him above average. But here's the other thing, right? There are going to be 64 starting tackles in the NFL, right? Left side, right side. Mm -hmm. If he's 37th on pro football focus, that puts him at worst as basically an average tackle. Yeah. Why was he available? 
it doesn't make any sense to me. Because you can't say, well, it's because he was waiting for a contender to call. No, he wasn't. He signed with the Jets. Sorry. But, I mean, come on now, right? It's not like Dwayne Brown got a phone call from Robert Sala. It's like, oh, my God, I mean, these boys are going to the Super Bowl. No. He got a call from, from Robert Sala and the New York Jets and Joe Douglas, and it was like, yeah, we'll give you $11 million a year over two years to be our right, left tackle. I mean, now I'm sure it's probably going to be one of those things where they can cut him very easily at the end of yeah. this season. But whatever. Still, he's going to get $11 million, you would anticipate, from mm-hmm. this football team there. So I, it's just bizarre to me that it's going to be at week one, right? Those That Monday recap show. How many times do you think, well, man, this team couldn't block a lick. Oh, this guy, this quarterback was on his back all game long. It happens to contenders, to contenders. And yet Dwayne Brown was out there available. One more NFL headline I want to sneak in here. It involves the Offensive Rookie of the uh, Year award market. We talked about Malik Willis. He's 50 to 1. Maybe that's more through my eye than anybody else's. However, Kenneth Walker is a guy that I think people will consider across the board here. 16 to 1 to win this award right now, the ninth best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And here's why I think it's relevant. In front of him is Rashad Penny amid the Chris Carson retirement. Rashad Penny is a talented back that always finds himself, it feels like, nicked up. And he's banged up already right now dealing with a groin injury. Now it's supposed to be small, but it shows again that Rashad Penny is probably not going to be a workhorse running back. But speaking of a workhorse running back, that is how Pete Carroll willingly described Kenneth Walker as someone that they are becoming increasingly more comfortable with using and deploying as a third down back. If Kenneth Walker is the whole show in that Seattle backfield, he'll be involved from week one. But if at some point it becomes the Kenneth Walker show, 16 to one is a really nice piece of business here on his odds to an offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, taking a flyer on some rookie running backs, that's usually the, to the guys that get most assimilated right away. Hey, look, we might not be a third down back when they're talking about mm-hmm. he's going to be a third down back, which means he's picking up the blocking schemes. You're not just like, hey, the best back stays out in third down. Why do you have a third down back? Number one, he can catch passes and he's explosive. But number two, yeah. that's when it's a passing down. You pick up the blitzes. The coach is going to trust you. And also, we've seen what this kid did on the college football level. If you are explosive where you can only have – 10 touches a game, but somehow accumulate 100 total yards, you're going to be right in the conversation for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, no question about it. And specifically here with the Seahawks, they like to run the football. He's going to get his carries, Kevin. And here's the deal, right? His counterpart, if you will, it feels like in in this draft class, Brees Hall, who's 10 to 1. I know people are excited about Brees Hall. Sure, I am too. But right now, they're saying that you're going to see a lot of Tevin Coleman and a lot of Michael Carter. Kenneth Walker at 16-1 makes some sense. We'll talk Field of Dreams game next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cubs Reds, the Field of Dreams game edition two was yesterday. And it was a 4-2 final, the Chicago Cubs direction. I don't know, man. It's just, how do you go from what happened in year number one to this? I I shouldn't have been watching the NFL preseason without a care in the world towards the Field of Dreams game. Had the NFL preseason you know, football finish up and make the move to catch the top and bottom of the ninth inning in the Field of Dreams game. I want to enjoy this because it's a, it's a fantastic atmosphere. It's a cool thing. You look forward to it. But I, I got to be honest with you. I hope the ratings for this thing are terrible. And they realize that it is unacceptable to have Cubs, Reds, two teams with no expectations coming into this year, take place on this stage. I got to tell you, you look at the telecast, it was beautiful. The weather was phenomenal. The setting is amazing. And the thing I get the biggest kick out of, Kevin, is when they open up the show, right? You come out of the cornfield. You come out of the stalks, and here are the players coming to line up. And my favorite part about this was they walked out, and you should have had name placards on each one of those players. Because outside of Joey Votto, I don't think, and quite frankly, I'm saying Joey Votto is being nice here as if he's hitting like, you know, 219 on the season, which he is. Hmm. That was your superstar. You saw last year when the White Sox and the Yankees came out of the cornstalks, superstar after superstar, household name after household name. And outside of me recognizing like Johnny Bench, I had no idea who anybody else was even coming out of the cornstalks. You can't do this if you're Major League Baseball. It's almost like we talked about, Kevin, they were testing us going, would they watch anything? What do you say we can get away in two years with a single-A baseball team playing out there for the Field of Dreams game? Because that's what it felt like was yesterday. Oh, man, let's settle in. DeGrom Scherzer, who's on the mound? Clayton Kershaw. No, it was Lodolo and Smiley and a bunch of bums. Amazing. How did it get to that? How did it get to that, Kevin? Year two. It's not like you and I are doing a back in my day, the Field of Dreams game used to mean something. It's just... They gave, it was an unbelievable success, and they gave up on it right away. That's Bobby Manford for you. Baseball preview starts hour two. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.